0: Dr. Rachel Hott is a clinical psychologist and an NLP trainer. Since 1986, she has been co-director with her husband, Stephen Leeds, of the NLP Center of New York. Rachel is one of those rare individuals that does both, maintains an active coaching practice, and leads trainings in NLP and Ericksonian hypnosis. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. A show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart. Where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level. While you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax. Or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. So welcome, Rachel Hott, to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. It is Thank so you. lovely to see you. You are in New York City?
1: Yes, I live in Williamsburg, which has become the home for all classes and clients, everything. COVID.
0: So you are the, the, with your husband, Steve, you are the head mm-hmm. of the... Um, nlp center of new york and have been doing that for quite some time
1: yeah we're co-directors of the nlp center of new york and we established ourselves since 1986 wow so just when i was a spring chicken
0: yeah 12 i think years old <laughs> it was amazing precocious do the
2: math <laughs> wow,
0: amazing um so yeah I, I i was starting nlp about that same time i took my first nlp seminar from tony robbins in 1985 Mm -hmm. By 86, I was getting certified, not from the NLP Center of New York. So I
1: guess you were in um, California, yeah?
0: I lived in New York, uh, but I traveled to California to Um, to seminars.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because I remember hearing about Tony Robbins in the early days. You know, I started about 1981 taking my training, and uh, we would hear about Tony Robbins being this amazing presenter, and... He just kind of went a whole other direction, you know, kind of like big and. But I think people, recently he might have had twenty-five thousand people on a Zoom. And Stephen I and that, I yeah, are. I think it might have yeah, been thirty
0: thousand. It's true.
1: Yeah, and we're very comfortable in our groups, which I would say the most I've had now on a Zoom is twenty, and the smallest is probably nine.
0: And yeah, it's been lovely. I don't suspect he gets a lot of intimacy in his thirty thousand mm-hmm. people Zoom call. <laughs> Um, well,
1: we get a lot of people who like the uh, Tony Robbins events. Oh yeah. Discover that he's done NLP, and then they look for us. And a lot of times, also, they don't always know what to do with everything that occurred, so they come to the training. And you know, we're very foundational in our NLP. Oh. It's, it's It's we're following a curriculum for NLP one and NLP two. So, yeah, it's, it works for us. Actually, his uh, his campaign.
0: So I'm going to ask you some questions about that in just a moment, but I okay. want to just, just for one last few moments talk about Tony Robbins because we are, but then I want to leave that and come back to um, coaching is, skills, et cetera. But, yeah, I I, um, I learned NLP from Tony Robbins. At the time in 1985 when I took his seminar, the uh, firewalk experience was about how you can use NLP to do these seemingly impossible things mm-hmm. like walking practice across hot burning coals and that if you really learn nlp well you can do anything so that's why you should go to the certification course which is Uh what i did and i got certified in nlp from tony robbins and at that seminar um tony brought the the certification the two weeks certification course 14 days 15 days um he brought richard bandler Uh he brought robert diltz he brought uh Tad James and Wyatt Woodsmall and several other people were there. Dave Dobson were were all there. Early
1: people. I I knew Wyatt from when I was doing my training as well. He
0: he was a student with you from. No,
1: he wasn't a student. We were both training assistants under the tutelage of Annie Linden, who uh, was out in uh, New York City. And uh, we also would have Robert Diltz come in and we would have Stephen Connie, uh, Stephen Andres, Connie Ray Andres come in, David Gordon. So all the early, early developers. You know, one thing about the firework, um, I think the best thing about that is the idea of belief. You know, what we say to ourselves, how we believe, uh, what we can do. You know, I never participated in that firework. The idea, because I would be concerned that people think, oh, that's NLP, right? What I, I would say is it's more about what, You believe you can do, and that's an important piece in the um neuro part, yeah,
0: totally true. Um, what Tony was saying back then is that he modeled a firewalker, and so that you know, NLP is about modeling the Uh abilities of somebody, whether it's good or bad, Uh, but you Uh want to find out how they do that. This what's the structure of their subjective experience that allows them to do that behavior? So he said he he modeled a firewalker and saw how he did that so you know he he distilled it to an nlp strategy of like you keep your eyes up you you know so you're getting the visuals you talk to yourself in a certain way saying things like cool moss cool moss instead of like oh "Oh gosh i'm going to burn um so you just sort of keep your your visual your auditory your kinesthetic all within certain boundaries and then you can walk across hot burning coals and so it was it was fun it was really fun and that was 1985 86 uh-huh. and now it's 2020
2: yeah, and Rachel
0: hot you have been doing this for quite some time with your husband Steve and um, uh-huh. truly you are a, 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 a icon in the NLP <laughs> world I mean Thanks. well
1: I grew up with NLP I'd say you know I did did start in my mid-20s um, I came from a dance movement therapy background so I would already had introduction to psychology, I was moving that direction, um, kind of in the the world of more stress management, you know, I was creating relaxation audio cassettes, if you can remember those way back.
0: Oh, yes, I remember audio cassettes.
1: (laughs) And then discovering NLP through the first book that I read, which was Frogs into Princes, and then going to a workshop, and it just didn't stop. You know just so did you say you
0: were it. a dancer or a dance th- therapy or what yeah
1: you- I well I, you know I was a I, I really liked dancing and I really liked working with people so I found the dance movement therapy uh, master's degree program at antioch in uh, New Hampshire at the time huh. and uh, and that led me to how am I going to make money and I started to create stress management programs as well as Working for a company called American Management Association where I observe people who are managers and look for their competency skills. Mm. And uh, so my observational skills were getting trained as well as uh, kind of coding it. And from there, I found NLP through working with a, a nonverbal communication researcher named Dr. Martha Davis. So, you know how things connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that led me to a workshop. And turns out American Management Association was teaching NLP. Somebody from California had sold them a program. So I was right there to be able to teach. It was called Building Better Work Relationships. Nice. So I was right there. So everything was putting together. And I met my husband there. So
2: oh, okay. and years year.
1: later, we have, you know, adult children, a business growing old together, you know, learning about, this Level, you know, because I said I
0: started in my mid 20s and yeah. I am. So let me ask you about coaching. Okay. Um, back in those days when we were first learning NLP, I, I don't know about mm-hmm. how you what you referred to it, but there was you get trained as a practitioner, and then you get trained as mm-hmm. a master practitioner, and then you could mm-hmm. go up to the coach, the mm-hmm. trainer level.
2: Mm-hmm. And there
0: was no such thing as coaching. Coaching was for no. Little League Baseball or <laughs> Um, yeah. So what we did, I, what I did was were NLP therapies. You know, it's like, you know, we'd mm-hmm. do an intervention or some sort of mm-hmm. NLP process or NLP therapy. Um, mm-hmm. As far as you know, when did the word coaching come mm. into the nomenclature? And when, what That's was a that?
1: good question. Um, you know, the early days we would used to, we would say, Uh, somebody would be the subject and the programmer, right? That was really kind of harsh, harsh language. (laughs) And then it started to switch to guide and explorer. And then it's moved to this coach client. So, you know, it would really, it's not clear, but I have to say there was a time in New York that said people could not call themselves counselors anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was important that people had to call themselves something and I think that coaching started to come in but yeah when was it maybe in the 90s you know obviously somebody listening might say hey I'm a coach I know exactly the history of whatever it was you know because there are some more formal coach trainings right. we receive a lot of people who have taken uh, let's say an ICF or IPAC or whatever they, they are and I'm sorry that I don't know all the names but they come because they want the NLP skills and the NLP techniques. Right. So, yes, we, we put in practitioner coach certification training into our, our way of, of presenting it to people that they, okay. they get so can that. I, can
0: I just stop you there for a second, though? So it sounds as if that, in a way, it's no different than it was. It's just that you call it coaching now?
1: For us, uh-huh. we call it coaching with the awareness that, from what people have educated me about, let's say when you say essential coaching skills, is really understanding outcomes and going forward into the future, and not always uh, saying, "Hey, we're not going to talk about the past." Right? We've got to sort of separate it out, and we have an ability to teach techniques to say there are sometimes you have to look at the past. You know, the, this idea of uh, I don't I didn't create this quote, but I don't know who said it. You know, you can look at the past, just don't stare at it. So we do we do use both, you know. Um, but that's what I've understood is the coaching specifics. And we focus a lot on outcome. Okay. And then we have techniques and we pay attention to all the language patterns. So, it's yes, it's a very typical foundational NLP training, NLP 1 and NLP 2. Understanding that coach is the, the nomenclature now. It's like the way people describe themselves right? right and you you could do all your reading Like when I was looking at stress management after I had my dance movement therapy degree I just read every book about stress management and then I started calling myself a stress management consultant
2: mm-hmm. so
1: there is a level of you know none of this has any um, buddy a governing body per se even though there is a coaching body that would like that but you know, if we're talking about New York legality, you know, I ended up becoming a PhD licensed psychologist. I adhere to that legality, right? But this is a very open territory, kind of like the Wild West.
0: Kind of like the Wild West. So what would you say is an essential coaching skill? Or perhaps if you had us pick one, Mm. One skill out of all the skills you've had for NLP since the 1980s, et cetera. What would you say that somebody just can't coaching without?
1: I believe, you know, we use the word rapport Rapport. um, as that essential skill. Rapport, many people might be familiar with the idea of emotional intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. How to to make connections with people, how to get along, how to listen, uh, basic communication skills. Uh, that we teach with mirroring um, you know it goes from facial uh, expressions to gestures to body posture I don't have to tell you, I mean you know you know tempo well, you
0: tone. do have to oh. tell me because this is a radio interview and nobody knows okay. what you're talking about. Okay. So so yeah, you don't have to tell me I know what you're talking about. And what are you talking about? What is mirroring? <laughs> what is report what are reports okay. go from an NLP perspective?
1: Okay. Well first of all, you know, right now we're We're dealing with Zoom culture, right, or FaceTime. So we may only see, you know, half of our body. So when I'm teaching a class and we're talking about rapport, we say, okay, notice the other person. So right now I'm bringing up my two hands and gesturing, right? Yes. And you're listening. As you're listening, you wouldn't do this. That wouldn't make sense, right? Um, When when I start talking,
0: if I started to use my hands in the same way, then... You would see something that's very common to what you've done.
1: That's right, and so and that that unconsciously starts to communicate something that we can't always say what because we're dealing with more of a feeling. But the idea would be a connection, right? So we pay attention to mirroring. Clearly, mirroring has existed for centuries. If you look at Uh, cultures that have rituals of dance, you know, together, moving the same way. You know, you see a young child, you get down on their same level, right? So a lot of this is um, unconscious. So we pay attention to how somebody is. Uh, You could say, um, Doug, we're also looking at form and content. What I've just described as hand gestures or getting down a level would be form. Content would be, you know, if if i throw you a line like um A, you know it, it's 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 so beautiful out when i look at the window i i i see the clouds and they look like tall mountain peaks right
0: yeah and I you know, to, I mean, yeah it's really I, I I really appreciate views like that because you really yeah. see these beautiful things of nature
1: that's right and so in that case you know you mirrored my uh language particularly in a visual area right Right. so uh, we teach all of that and okay. you know what so I said before just,
0: about a, yeah. I might stop you again um, so uh, the opposite of that then would be this if, if you were using your hands and I just sort of sat like this and didn't move at all yeah
1: it, so it, extreme happened. isn't it like it does you know it may not be that extreme oh, it's just it the opposite
0: be, though
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm just trying to just get across to folks who are listening or perhaps watching mm-hmm. that you know
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: what what mirroring is is basically matching as much of the um, other than conscious communication that's happening between people. Um, Tony Robbins used to say that people who are like each other tend to like each other. That the birds of a feather flock together. You know, there's this. Similar... Right. I mean, the
1: the work is how to how to have rapport with people who disagree with you, right? Mm. In our culture today, we're dealing with so many factions, you know, to look at um, COVID, and wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, mm-hmm. um, Black Lives Matter, you know, do, do people recognize the importance, environment, polit- politics, right? So the challenge isn't so much how you and I mirror because we already have a relationship. Right. And it's really, so when you say what's the essential skill of coaching, yes, rapport, yes, mirroring. And then learning how to help somebody where they may be in a, in a relationship where there's some disagreement. And let's keep in mind, sometimes it's our relationship with ourself.
2: Mm. How do
1: we understand? And that might be a subtle, it's not so much mirroring as about being able to connect. And that's another piece, like a, let's say an essential, skill for coaching is understanding when is it about you and another person and when is it about like hey you know what this sounds like there's some part of you right and that's that's NLP language too right when we look at the parts right
0: Right. So that's really interesting. So, so rapport is essential. You must have rapport. It's like the basic building block. Without that, there's no connection, there's no relationship, there's no listening, there's no real um, movement. Um, once that has been established, let's just assume that we can do that. What then would be a second essential? Yeah, coaching yeah
1: sort of interesting, to move them right? From like,
0: here to where they want yeah. to
2: get to.
1: <clears throat> the steps, right? Yeah. So, all of that rapport learning how, you know, what you did with me about noticing the views, right, really being able to, to pay attention to the language and the content. Um, in that essential moment, the next step um, would be in finding out what does the person want. You know, I mentioned it before, really looking at the outcome. Some people may say goal. Um, if you hold on to the idea that sometimes a goal is, oh, I, I want to have a, a four bedroom house. That's Mm -hmm. like a very specific goal. I'm not a real estate person, right? So I wouldn't know how to help you with that. But if you say, I really want to feel comfortable in a new home, I want to feel confident as I start to pursue my new uh, house or domicile or whatever Mm -hmm. that, that I could do. And so then I would look at the essential pieces of, of building an outcome, which you let me know if you want me to go through that. Well,
0: just touch on it briefly. So to, to, so, you, there's this, there's a skill, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. an NLP skill, about uh, finding the steps to a what we call a well-formed outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I like uh, talking with you just to say, you know, you're an NLP trainer, and so it's interesting. Like, of course you know all of this, and you're just doing, you know, pulling it out of me, but we could definitely go back and forth. So anyway, I appreciate you appreciate you um, asking me. So for me, it would be um, listening to, you know, often, often the person says, I don't want to feel anxious anymore.
0: Right. I don't want to feel this. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's an, and it's so often that when I say, okay, so what do you want? You know, we've established a that the story will come up, you know, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, I, I don't know, should I go back to work or, you know, uh, dealing with my family and of course I, I I need to listen and in a in a caring way, say, as you 're describing that, help me understand what is it that you want. So I do my best to bring to the outcome, and in that outcome, it would be just like you said it's stated in the negative, so I would help to say, "Well, what do you want and that already is very different, right for the neurology to be kind of translating that, so that would be one of the um,
0: one of the pieces. Great. So let me also ask you this. Um, what I'm asking all the guests on the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast is um, basically two ways of looking at essential skills for a coach to have. One is, you know, how do you do coaching? But then also, what would be a, an essential skill for someone to be a coach? You know, because let's say somebody has has gone through the NLP trainings or a coaching certification training of some kind, and they are... Ready. I'm ready. I can help people. I can really. Mm. I can do mm. the rapport thing. I can establish outcomes. <laughs> I can help people get there. But,
1: I and have all the techniques. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But how do yeah. I like, be a yeah. coach mm. that makes money and mm. living? As a, I
1: think, what I've noticed with the uh, people who I uh, know as NLP colleagues um, would be the proactive ability within. You know, when we talk about our meta-program patterns. Um, So proactive um, rather than um, receptive. We don't say one is better than the other. In this case, uh, I believe being proactive uh, would be how do you make things happen? So the dream is really important. You follow through. You made it happen by taking a training. Yeah. And then the next question is how do you make it happen? And I, I, think that um, your good old networking is one of the is one of the finer pieces of putting yourself out there.
0: So describe what that means to our.
1: Okay. Listeners. Well, networking right now we would think a lot about is uh, what what is our social media uh, connections. So what right? So you know we have um, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and then we have our classic, you know, who's, who, who are our friends, who are our colleagues? How do we start to announce, you know, this is what I'm doing now? Would you like to uh, have a, a one-on-one meeting to talk about it? And, you know, I'm offering this package, right? But to really do a um, campaign and then do follow-ups uh, to, to really be prominent as the initiator, I, I think that that has really helped people. Uh, to create the people who I see who are getting beyond their um, NLP certificate mm-hmm. are the ones that that take action
0: to so take action to be proactive. Mm-hmm. And do you guys teach that sort of thing? Do you have um...
1: you know I do I do within the training by talking about other people and stories. And many people will say, "Hey, how do you do that?" And so sometimes in a break or one on one, I will. But it. Typically our curriculum, um, which is about a hundred and forty-four hour curriculum. I mean it varies because sometimes we're doing full days, sometimes like tonight I'm teaching a three hour evening that's going to go on until October, you know, two mm-hmm. nights a week. Oh, but in that curriculum we're really covering what you and I just started with, you know, all the different rapport pieces and outcomes and then many, many, many techniques. So that question in our training really is on a one-on-one basis. Um, so recently, somebody graduated, and I chatted with him, and we went over what he's been doing and what how he's going to go forward. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but Doug, I don't know about you, but so many people are 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 like in their forties when they start training with it; like they're full adults, you know, fully capable, yeah. and it's, it's a little bit of like. I trust that they know how to do this. And if they ask them, then I.
0: That's interesting. Actually, I've, I've had a lot of that as well. When in the trainings that I've taught the NLP and hypnosis trainings that I've taught, not, not, I don't say it's a majority, but it's a, it's a good representative chunk of people who are like 40 or, or more. But interestingly, many of them have not ever had to be a, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. They've, they've had a job, you know, mm-hmm. that, so they Got through college, they, they moved to New York or whatever you know the, the story is, and they um, they got a job you know as a legal secretary or something like that, and they just yes. had to go to work every morning and and then just got tired of it after 20 years or something and uh, decided they wanted to do something more exciting, so they wanted to be mm-hmm. a, a coach or something like mm-hmm. that, and then so they took the coach training and then they thought that now that I'm certified in NLP now that I have this really wonderfully colorful piece of paper on my wall with a really good frame around it. Um, I'm done. I just, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be a coach and people will beat a path to my door and it just um, doesn't always work.
1: You know what? It it doesn't. And they got to a good part of the path, right? Uh And then the question would be, um, what next, you know, uh, change the metaphor, what next door do I need to open, right? Mm -hmm. So looking at um, what hasn't been done yet. And I I like to ask people, you know, think about your niche at work. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you, who do you already know? Even with um, Zoom now, you know, this culture, we would still probably have lunch and learn, you know, these these opportunities for people to feel connected and community. And as you're involved in a company, if you haven't left your day job, right? Right. Excuse me. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would say, you know, use your niche and yeah. and also your specialty, you know, if, if um, you're right though, you're so right about this idea of entrepreneurial ship and what does it take to take yourself on the road? You know, how do you yeah. Yeah. how do you build your business? So look at what's happened now. Most people have had to work at home for a certain period of months. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so some skills are, 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 are becoming, um, people are adapting. They're learning about structuring their own time, right? Um, and, and so that level of follow-through or, you know, knowing that you're accountable to yourself. So, you know, all these things, you know, are, are occurring on some level. And then our coaching culture there are so many different types of coaching. NLP is so wonderful because it fits into so many possibilities, right? Yeah. If it's athletic or if it's chiropractic, if it's acupunctures, mental health, of course, you know, the, the uh, executive coaching, um, music. I mean, I've seen every possible profession take the NLP system into their own niche, and that's wonderful. There's so much creativity there. So, I I think people have so much possibility. Um, is there room for more uh, business out there? You know, as long as you look at your your billions. You know, uh, Doug. I don't know in terms of advertising. That's a whole other piece, right? There's mm. an investment. There's an investment there um, to to figure out that you know with, sure. with what with your budget.
0: Yeah. No, but i think you 're right you know, knowing your niches <clears throat> seems to be one of the most important pieces because you know it seems like that there are thousands or millions or perhaps billions of coaches now where there maybe weren 't any twenty years ago, you know ten you know that you could count but now they 're they're, they're coming out of the woodwork so how do you, how, how does one differentiate oneself from from the crowd you know How do you become that purple cow? Uh, in mm. the field, to to borrow a phrase, um, mm-hmm. you know, that the one that stands out is different from the rest. How do you find that niche?
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah. a good good question about reputation. And, um, you know, look, you're doing a blog. That, that puts That's... you out into the public world. Uh, not a blog, a podcast. podcast right? yeah. And other people might write and other people may have uh, newsletters. And... And that,
0: that is just, if I might stop again, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah one must continually change and innovate. I mean when I mm-hmm. first started this back in the eighties, um, you know, the way I way I built a, a clientele for my NLP therapy practice, as it was called back then, was I, I put advertisements in magazines, you know, local mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. City magazines like the Free Spirit and uh mm-hmm. oh, yeah uh, I remember yeah. And um New Life magazine. You know, and I put that mm-hmm. back there and, and it was a print ad. Mm-hmm. And then I put mm-hmm. I put a, a listing in the phone book in the yellow <laughs> pages. Well remember?
1: listen, the your your listenership right now makes it like <laughs> you know, what I know. You know. It's all Instagram now, right? It's all, so it's all I know nothing YouTube.
0: about Instagram. I I suck at that sort of thing. <laughs> I I really must that must figure out yeah. they
1: have to go to Instagram coaching for that uh, <laughs> You're right, exactly. yeah, you know part p- part of it is 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 who you hire out you know task rabbit moment you know of uh, what what are the um, people who are the people who are your support network mm-hmm. who might have have that better awareness you know as um you know what my skill set my best skill set is is working with clients mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. And, and as well as leading training, this second or third piece about business. Yeah. You know, I, I have a partner, Stephen and I work a lot. He has a, he's got a great handle on the backbones of our business. And I do some of the front end and then, you know, mm-hmm. sure. We have to have some people. So that's, again, the entrepreneur yeah. doesn't have to be completely alone. Right. 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 Uh, but Using your NLP skills in that is really essential, right? To be able to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I need to get there? You know, this idea of the dream and then the realist and then really looking at
2: Uh, what what is
1: getting in the way, right? All of those techniques that we teach um, can be utilized for yourself and directing yourself. You know, I just love when um, people do the training and then say that, you know, something is really changing their life. Whether or not they, I know your The program is specifically about coaching, but I see it as a, a, you know, one of those life-changing pieces. Not everybody who comes to our training at the NLP Center is going to become a coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they all work towards that, but everybody comes for personal development.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Very, true. Very true. Very true. Yeah, it's one of the beautiful things about having done this for so long is to have seen so many people transform in so many ways it's it's quite a wonderful aspect of doing these trainings is that people get this you know profound sometimes personal growth from this experience
1: and you know it's just um so interesting right we started in the 80s we're talking about communication and we realize here we are 2020 communication is still essential whether or not we we all have chips, whether or not we're all looking <laughs> on our computer right now. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I find it fascinating that our educational system doesn't really work this out, you know, that it's right. that uh, our NLP groups, which, by the way, there are more in in Europe and Asia than there are in the United States. You know, there are fewer here now, uh, but quite a bit out.
0: Yeah, That's also, of course, one of the wonderful things about uh, what we're doing right here, right now. You know, this Zoom call or you know Skype or other ways of, of communicating globally. It's quite remarkable that yeah. it certainly didn't exist in the 80s. I remember when yeah, I got definitely. my first fax machine, it was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you put the phone in the cradle. You literally yeah. put the phone in the cradle. It was a big suitcase-sized <laughs> thing. And it had this phone, yeah. the phone cradle in the thing, and you dial it up, and it it was amazing. And it well, was a, it's,
1: it's, it was. It's, there's so much that has changed every every decade, you know. Like now there's a NLP conference that's being planned in March, and it will be all online. Yeah. You know, actually, actually you have um, uh, Connie Ray-Andreas, who you know. Um, yeah. uh, she'll be speaking. She'll be a keynote, right? So that's really different, you know. All these things are happening in the now, and uh, we still – have uh, the basics you know just how do we understand people how do we get along how do
0: we understand people right the the humans mm-hmm. that are behind that i was talking with one of my coaching clients the other day and uh he, he's he's subscribed to the daily stoic and it's just so interesting that stoicism which is like what three thousand years old or something mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is relevant today it's re- it's very very relevant not just today 2020 but as you know modern humans we still are humans. We still have to communicate and we still use the same tools for doing that even though it's, you know, visual um, you know, through a computer right now and audio. Yeah. You
2: know.
1: Fortunately, right? I mean, yeah. it's frightening. Frightening when somebody yeah. thinks that maybe they'll have a, a robot in their home and they, yeah. you know, kind of connect to that, right? There's some yeah. stories about people getting attached to their smartphones or speakers. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, let's get let's get human, you know? And NLP is okay. very much, it's funny, the name the neuro-linguistic program, especially in the 80s, when I came right. around, I was like, what? That's so I'm harsh. Not you you always know? talked
0: about it as a technology, you know, and that's yeah. kind of sort yeah. of what it was.
1: It's harsh, but it, when you get the the energy of it, it's really, you know, so connected to understanding yourself and others and getting along with people and, at least that's the way we teach it. You know, I think there are some people looking for the how do I get one over on somebody and mm. that's not my style.
2: Yeah.
0: No. No, yeah. It's one of the things I'm afraid is uh, unfortunate about NLP is that it's gotten drawn a lot of that to it and it's um, got some of those get 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 over on the other person type of uh, seminars available mm-hmm. out there. And as yeah, it,
1: maybe. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, as a teacher of sleight of mouth, I've made a little bit of a, um, I wrote a, a book on sleight of mouth, so people know me as that. You know, I get a lot of people who who want to learn that because they think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the tricky, the sneaky, the sleight of mouth, you know, the the, the tricks. I mean, it's the, mm-hmm. Sleight of mouth sounds like a magic trick, you know, I'm going to yeah. fool you.
1: sleight of hand, yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um,
1: so, so maybe an essential skill for a coach is knowing how to sell what they really are doing when somebody says, Oh, NLP, isn't that that stuff that you can get somebody mm. to do something? Or, right. You know, or, Oh, I don't want to do that. And so the skill of being able to communicate, you know, I do have many tools
2: uh-huh. and
1: I make choices how to, uh, utilize them with you for the better, uh, for the better good for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like so uh, let me ask you this: If yeah. you had an elevator speech, let's just say hypothetically, you know, I would, mm-hmm. I meet you on a, in a not that this will ever happen again in humankind, but let's pre- let's pretend we're at a resort yeah. somewhere and okay. happen to each other not wearing masks and we're just mm-hmm. human beings being, being human. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I said, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. And what would you say? How would you describe NLP coaching in a succinct? Wow.
1: Okay. Let's see. Um, so let's say, hey, Doug, nice to meet you. Um, oh, what do I do? Well, I'm an NLP trainer and coach, uh, also a licensed psychologist. So I have many hats. Okay. Uh, and NLP is a communications technology that helps uh, change our thoughts feelings and um behavior in uh, simple subtle ways uh there are many techniques that we use and if your attention span is still there i might look at you and be <laughs> like would you like more you know because right. i i often know that sometimes that might be just enough until the person asks a question
2: right, right. Yeah. so
1: from your perspective as my friendly new Friend and the resort, um, which is thank you for taking me on a little vacation right now. <laughs> um, do you have? Would you want to know more, or do, is that so, enough? Is, so
0: communication technology. What do you mean? It's, like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a phone systems.
1: <laughs> so uh, as we're talking right now, you know, we could say that that our neurology. We have a variety of ways that we think. Mm. So in our NLP technology, we're exploring our subjective experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And in our ex- subjective experience, we have many different ways based on our senses, so our visual, auditory, how we feel, our emotions, right. what we're aware of, our smell or taste. And then guess what? I'm expressing it through language, right? That's right, the right, linguistic right. part. And I don't know, maybe you're getting it, maybe
0: you're not. But I'm getting it, certainly. And what I I do agree with you that the the thing about NLP is it sounds on the surface, you know, neuro-linguistic programming to be this, you know, kind of scientific, technological, inhuman, robotic kind of thing. But in fact, it it does get to the, the core of us as being humans because the neurological computer that we have isn't just data, it isn't just um, what you type in on a keyboard, you know it, it's, it's not just zeros and ones, you know, we smell things, we taste things, we hear things, the, the loudness, the closeness, you know, there's all these different variations of the input that's happening to us as humans and then, you know, the inter intercommunication that happens with uh, us, how do we talk about that to ourselves how do we feel about that to ourselves, it makes a huge difference in how we you know, take action in the world, um, and how we communicate with other human beings like you and me right now. Um, it's it's an enormously complex system, which is why NLP is so important. I think, because it helps you to understand how this all works together, and then when you can get a handle on that, it's it's not programming like you program a computer, but it's like. You know, what kind of way are you acting as a human being? What kind of things do you do and what kind of response do you get that, that is effective? And one of the hallmarks of NLP is, is if what you're doing is working, keep doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And if
0: what you're doing isn't getting you closer to your goal, well, do something else, you know. do
1: something. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Well, the programming is, is so great to become aware, right, of what may be right. unconscious yeah. and to yeah. discover what you can alter and change and perhaps just continually tinker with, you know, yeah. and, and, and to discover that there are many similar, you know, what was NLP informed by, you know, psycholinguistics, right. Mm-hmm. Um, different psychologies, gestalt, uh, humanistic, family systems, all of that, you know, put together. And then maybe, Some, something unique came about. So let's say with cognitive psychology, somebody could be asked, well, what are you saying to yourself? Mm -hmm. Right? And, and the person goes, of course, I'm not saying anything to myself. Mm -hmm. But then they say, you know, well, I say that I'm not worth anything. And the NLP, we, in the technology piece, right? That's when we say, and, and how is it said? What kind of voice? You know, is it close? Is it far? Is it your voice, it, you know, and, and and how do you change it? And, and so that level I haven't seen in any other psychologies. And that, so that's always interesting, right, like what became unique or even all of our anchoring, you know, it's not as if people don't know about, you know, stimulus response, uh, but really working on connecting. And I think Tony Robbins, what says, managing state, but in the training, you know, really, how do you harness your resource state? How do you bring it in? You know, so today I'm in my confidence state, really. You know, I feel I feel like I'm in that place and I can get access to that state. I think those are some nice pieces of NLP that are kind of like finer points of all that we've been in, informed yeah, by.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: brilliant. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And it's yeah, Tony often was talking about managing your state, and he said that is perhaps. I think if if he was here today, he said, might say that is an essential coaching skill: is how do you keep yourself in a confident state when you need a confident state? How do you put yourself mm-hmm. that into that if you're say you're this this lecture this uh, interview was scheduled for today, and, and you weren't in a confident state in, oh, okay. in minutes before the hour. Um, That's right. How would you get yourself there in order to mm-hmm. you know, do
1: mm-hmm. what you're doing
0: and you know do such an yeah. uh, interview?
1: Another essential skill, right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: You know, yeah. So so many so many ideas that come through, and knowing that there's a way that you have to present yourself and to be authentic, you know,
2: and, yeah. and
1: and recognizing that if I was having an off day, I would have to find a way to take care of myself. When I'm with my client, I'm really with my client, no matter right. what
0: right yeah so that you want to be but let's just go there for a second that's something stephen gilligan would call the coach state or something Mm -hmm. perhaps um how do you get yourself into a place where you are ready to see a client
1: i'm very connected to time frames so when i know it's a scheduled moment i Mm -hmm. i prepare myself you know um we were talking before we were interviewed. I asked you about your musical background. So I would imagine you kind of know as soon as you, the conductor goes, <laughs> you're, you're like on, right? Yeah. And, and I think I know that from dance, you know, like ready and then go. Right.
0: So Five, six, seven,
1: eight. <laughs> yes, I used to have those numbers all the time. <laughs> um, so I believe I'm clear. I know my boundaries. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, did I always have that? You know, if I go back to the early days, I think I had to really recognize, okay, this is something I'm doing. Now it's probably more unconscious. But when you ask me, I'd say, it's having time frames, being aware of time, clearly, like, this is my client's time. And I, I have a, a specific memory of one time when one of our kids were in college and they called to say they'd just gotten a dog. And I was so annoyed. i like, really? Yeah. And then I had to go back into the training room at that time, and I was like, "Boom! I was on." You know, I didn't need to share that with the group at that time, right. and you know, I was able to. So I think there's something about being able to place yourself in context.
0: Right, right. And what's also really interesting to me about that is that it's it doesn't mean that you don't care about the dog and the kids and that sort of thing. It, it just means that you have been able to, in a sense, compartmentalize the life Mm -hmm. of it so this is a very important year and I'll Mm -hmm. come back to here later and right now this is what's important so I'm I'm doing this
1: yeah and that dog is still around 13 years later she's like sleeping in the corner over there (laughs) the story hasn't ended
0: (laughs) has it become your dog then?
1: of course that was part of the (laughs) prediction (laughs) yes yes yes
0: that's very funny I'm glad and your kids are how old now?
1: Um, they're not kids, you know, they're 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 in their thirties, mid thirties. So
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Wow, good for you. How old is the dog?
1: Thirteen.
0: <laughs> that's great.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, for me I, I think that the NLP brings to the field of coaching uh, skills that are truly essential. I don't I I sometimes wonder how the heck people can do coaching without any NLP skills whatsoever. It just, it boggles my mind that people can do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess, you know, um, you, you bring in a, a big issue that could be, you know, are, are there coaching programs that are introducing NLP? And sometimes people come in and say, Oh, we did that in a coaching training. So, uh-huh. you know, there, there can be some watered down pieces, but, uh, you know, I feel like what we offer is very authentic NLP it's um, truly the curriculums uh, that have been developed with, you know, clearly some new additions, like you mentioned, Stephen Gilligan, and I continually study with him. So, sure, I may add in something about his language in which his languaging is often welcome that part. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. the part earlier. He's always saying welcome to the part. And the part is the one that gets in the way, you know, oh, I want to be proactive, you know. Rachel said I should be proactive, um, but there's this part of me that says, hmm, it would be better to just, you know, read a book. So we would say welcome that part. That's that's kind of new, newer language for okay. me in, in my uh, 2020. All
0: right, All right. Well, Rachel Hott, thank you so much for being here with us. You're I always enjoy seeing you and talking with you. Um, you. But really, thank you for sharing such valuable insights with us. It's, it's
1: fun to talk with you, Doug. It's nice. Oh, thanks. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you be safe out there in Williamsburg.
1: Okay, can I do a quick pitch? Oh,
0: yeah, please. Yes, please do. The, yes. quick,
1: the quick pitch is that um, Stephen and, and I wrote two books. One is called um, NLP, A Changing Perspective. Yeah. And the other one is called NLP Meta Program Patterns. So hopefully people can, you know, check those out uh, in our Amazon.
0: Just And when, just where on. would people find you? What is your website and et cetera? The
1: website is nlptraining.com. And wow, that's, find a, good, us that's there. a good
0: URL. NLPtraining.com. Yep.
1: Lovely. NLP Center of New York. We're NLP. doing our classes um, on Zoom and clients FaceTime and Zoom so
0: yeah it's, by the way it's one of the really cool things about you know this horrible pandemic we've been having is it's kind of forced us to do things we never would have done before I mean all of your trainings mm-hmm. were live at the yeah. center of New York it, well, mm-hmm. it is still a center a place mm-hmm. in New York mm-hmm. City where people would come to mm-hmm. do these trainings and now yeah. it's all online so people can yeah. tune in from anywhere
1: that's right. Which is amazing. That's right. So, it's, you know, we look for silver linings. You know, as NLPers, we, we create reframes, right? Yeah.
0: All right. So so now you're the NLP center of the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I feel my center. That's it NLP in my center. So, well, <laughs> thank you and be well too. I appreciate you contributing. You know, to to the listenership, to the viewership, whomever. So,
2: thank well, you. Thank you.
0: Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want any more information about today's show, please visit our website at www.essentialcoachingskills.com. Be sure to tune in again next week for our next episode and discover even more about the systems and the secrets that set the best apart.